Hello and welcome to the Teach On Teach Strong podcast. This is Katie here and if you've never heard this podcast before, I'm a teacher from London, I'm still in the classroom and this podcast is all about helping you with your personal development. So being the best person you can be, skills you need to actually do well in teaching and develop your skills as a person too. So today's episode is all about how do you know if it's time to move schools? All right, so I've talked a lot about my very first teaching post. And if you go back all the way to episode one, I tell you all the details about how challenging it was and what I had to put up with. Looking back, yes, there were so many signs along the way that I was in, I suppose, a toxic environment, but I let my fear get in the way of moving on to something better. I was afraid of not being able to get a job anywhere else. I was afraid of having to start from scratch. I was afraid of change in general. And I was also afraid of leaving my students um, and how they would react after so many years of creating a really good bond. And if you have listened to episode one, you will know how they ended up reacting. And I was right. (laughs) That was definitely the hardest thing about leaving that school. But when I did move, I was in awe. I literally thought... This is exactly how I dreamed it would be. It was just, it was just such a contrast to where I was. And I was like, yes, this is how I dreamed teaching would be. Okay, it's not perfect. Nothing is. I still have tough days. The workload is still high, but it's not toxic for me. And I can deal with the challenges that come my way with a very different attitude than I had before in a different environment. Now, I read a lot of stories and I hear from a lot of people who are describing their working environments. And sometimes I just shake my head thinking to myself, doesn't have to be like this. Not all schools are like that or it doesn't have to be like this. But then I look back and how I was and I know why they stay. They stay for the same reasons I stayed. And they think, well, this is just teaching. And they'll write it out for as long as they can before they decide teaching isn't for them and they just end up quitting. Well, if you're resonating with any of this and you're starting to question teaching because you're unhappy in your current school, make sure you listen to today's episode as there are always other options for you before you decide teaching isn't what you want to do. Just be sure that it's not the environment that's the problem. So, okay, let's get right into today's episode, which is how to know when it's time to move schools. And I want to preface this by saying, What is wrong or toxic for one person might not be for another. In my old school, many of the staff were perfectly happy there. And this is such an important thing to bear in mind. Knowing whether something is wrong for you relies very heavily on you knowing yourself really well. For example, do you prefer spending most of the day with your students and would rather not socialize at all at work? Or are you someone who can get through any rough day with challenging students as long as you have your teacher besties by your side. Are you someone who would rather work with well-behaved students or someone who likes the challenge of working with students who need more guidance and support and really helping them change their lives? Teachers are all different. And thank goodness, we need teachers of all different kinds to support our students of all different kinds. I mean, look at Ron Clark. If you don't know who he is, Google him. There's even a movie about him. It's amazing. But Ron Clark was winning Teacher of the Year awards. He was in a wonderful school that loved and admired him. His students were amazing. Everything really was fantastic. The dream school, the dream job. Except he decided after a while that that wasn't right for him. He wanted a greater challenge. 
And so he went and found the most challenging school he could possibly find and he put himself in a position that most other people would have thought he was crazy to do voluntarily. But he had a bigger dream of wanting to make an enormous impact on young lives and boy did he. <laughs> He's now even set up his own school called the Ron Clark Academy which he uses his own special teaching styles and even trains other teachers too. I mean, talk about making an impact, right? So my point in telling you this is for you to recognize that schools are not bad or good. I'm holding up air quotes, <laughs> you can't see me. They're not bad or good. It's all perception. We have talked about this before. Everything's about perception. Good or bad doesn't really exist. What one teacher finds as hell, another would absolutely thrive in. Okay, and we're not talking about easy I don't think any teaching job is easy, but we're talking about what is right for you, where you can actually thrive. So the first thing in determining whether it's time to move schools or whether you're in the right place is to answer this question. How do you feel about going there every day? Does it literally fill you with dread? I mean, are you driving to work right now just really not wanting to go? <laughs> Do you spend as little time as possible there as you can? Do you get there really late and leave right on time so that you don't have to spend too much time there? Or do you absolutely love it? Do you willingly give up lots of your free time to make sure that you can do the best job you can there? Do you love spending time browsing online to get ideas and make your classrooms or lessons the best you can? Are you thriving there? Your attitude about how you feel about your school will tell you everything you need to know. Another thing to consider is how do you feel about the people in your school? Do you actually enjoy teaching your students? It may be tough, yeah, but do you enjoy it? Or is it hell teaching them? Do you actually get a wave of dread and fear flowing over you at the thought of your students walking into your classroom and knowing that you forced to be with them for the next hour? These are serious questions to ask. And by the way, it's okay if you feel this way. I know no one ever really talks about this side and these feelings because we're meant to, you know, love our kids and know that we're making a difference, which makes it all worth it. But it's not always that easy, is it? And it's okay to feel that way and to admit that. And I feel like that's kind of taboo to say that. But if that's not an environment that you're able to thrive in, working with people like that, it's okay to say so and it's okay to feel that. Fortunately, there are people who do love working with these kinds of students and helping turn their lives around. And I say thank goodness for them, or our society would be screwed. <laughs> I admire so much people that love doing that. I mean, I did it, and I did it for many, many years. And yes, I know I made a difference, and that's amazing. And it's great if that's your dream, but it's also fine if it's not your dream. And you don't need to feel guilty for wanting what you want out of your job. And I just felt the need to say that because I never hear anyone saying that. We're, we're shamed and guilted a lot into feeling certain ways with teaching. We should like teaching them or we should do it because we know it makes a difference and we know that they are happy to see us or whatever. But if you're not thriving in that environment, then maybe it's not right for you and that's okay. In the same category, how do you feel about your co-workers or your colleagues as we call them over here? My school, previous one, was very cliquey. And if you weren't in the popular crowd that had cute little nicknames for each other, then you basically didn't exist. And yes, to clarify, I'm talking about the teachers here, not the students. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I personally hate environments like that. I much prefer doing my own thing with one or two close friends by my side who also respect that I love alone time, right? Any other INFJs out there? But in my new school, fortunately, that's exactly what I have. 
It's not so much about the cliques stuff, are more focused on doing their job right than they are about being popular, which I personally value greatly. That's the kind of environment I need to be in. So think about that. Think about the students you have to work with. Think about the staff you want to work with. Each school has its own culture. And not all schools are the same. So just because the school you've been in before, or maybe the last three schools you've been in are like that, doesn't mean they all are. Think about what else? We've got workload. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about workload. This is another big one for many teachers. I mean, I think it's safe to say that our workload is generally going to be high in whatever school we're in. We have a job with an immense responsibility. But think about what's well-being like at your school. Do they care how you feel? Do they do what they can to manage your workload? Do they take things off before they add something on? Is there a lot of micromanaging and judging? Or is it a bit more of a supportive environment? Think about how much autonomy you have. Are you expected to hand in reams of lesson plans weeks in advance? Are you watched closely? Are you scrutinised? Or are you left to it? Are you trusted as a professional to teach how you feel is best? So how do you find schools like this? Well, you got to shop around. And you have to go to different schools and speak to people in different schools and get a feel for what's out there. I didn't do that enough in the beginning. I thought, well, this is just teaching. <laughs> this is what it is. And then it was only when I started speaking to other schools and seeing different places, I was like, oh, this is interesting. Look at that. They do things differently. But you need to be clear about what you want and what you don't want. You can look for the jobs that you want. Even if the job title looked great and it was described in a perfect way, if the school isn't what you want, don't go there. I also learned to ask at job interviews the right kinds of questions that gave me a feel for things like staff morale. And I could spot the signs of low staff morale. And if I did, I ran for the gates. I'm like, I'm not working another school like this. I need something different. And I was very clear about what I wanted. Job hunting is a fine art. I think so many people just throw the net so wide and they just throw job applications all over the place. And then they get surprised when they land with something they don't really love. And I think you can be picky. I know it feels like it's competitive and you're kind of just desperate to get anything that you can, but it doesn't have to be like that. Just be clear about what you want first. You can find the school of your dreams. It is out there. You just need to know what that looks like so that you recognize it when you see it. So if you would like any help with this and identifying your dream job, please get in touch because I would love to help you. I mean, I know what it's like to be in a job that you're not thriving in. And the problem is if you stay in those environments, you probably end up quitting teaching. I really want to help you find your dream job. I don't want you to just quit teaching necessarily because the environment's not right. So get in touch with me. Email me at katie at teachersresourceforce.com and let me know your situation and we'll talk through it together and I'll help you in any way I can. Also, if you are currently in the job hunting process or you're planning to be soon, you're thinking about it, you can access a free seven-day email course that I've just created where you'll learn the secrets to a winning teaching application that very few people get right. And I know because I read a lot of them in my role. So if you're struggling to land interviews especially, this will be really helpful for you. You'll also learn what interviews are really thinking when they read your application and you'll also learn simple, actionable steps that will ensure that you land that interview and you knock the competition out of the school gates. Once you've found the job of your dreams and you know you want it and that's the one, you can't play. You've got to write that winning application. And that's what I did for this job I'm in now. I wasn't taking any chances and I was successful. So I want to teach you how to do that too. And this course is for free. So to access it, 
You can enrol by going to ecoursesforteachers.com forward slash job little dash application. If you just go to ecoursesforteachers.com, you'll see the email course on there for the job application. So those are all the signs. If you know it's time to move schools, I want you to be thriving where you are. And I know it's hard to leave schools. We get very emotionally attached, especially to our students. But if you're not thriving, you'll know. You know when it's time to go. So if you are feeling that way, I hope this podcast helped clarify a few things for you and helped you see that there are other options. You can be in a good environment. You can. There are good ones out there, I promise, and the ones that are right for you. But you have to be clear on what that is and what that looks like. So if you have any questions on this, you want to go a bit further or you want to contact me personally and talk to me about this, then you can drop me an email at katie at teachersresourceforce.com. And for all the links mentioned in this episode, including the seven-day email course, you can go to teachersresourceforce.com forward slash podcast forward slash 120. Well, that's it for today. I hope that's been helpful and I hope that you continue to teach on and teach strong whichever environment you're in. If you're happy where you are, be grateful. Continue to teach on and teach strong and I'll speak to you next